This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. For all NBA, for all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces with Justin and Matt. We're back. It's an Odyssey original podcast, y'all. Yeah, let's get it. It's vibes over here. We're going to the holidays. We're about to be back to 500. You know, we're golden. We're going to, yo, just sit, speak it into existence. Speak it yeah. into existence. We all knew Jordan could do this. He's given us some life again. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Yeah, shout out to JP. I put out that tweet. What did I say? I said, yeah, JP has been bad this season. Ever since then. <laughs> ever since I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. But ever since then, he's been, he been taking care of his business. So I'm not going to lie. When I don't always get to watch the games live, they sometimes Uh-oh. tend to play well. And I'm Uh-oh. like, listen. Am I a jinx? But I ain't gonna stop watching them. So <laughs> I mean, you can watch them win a championship. So I wouldn't say they gotta figure that it you're out. Jinxing it. Yeah. But every year is a different thing. You know, maybe this year. Last time when I went over to the bay, though, they won both of those games. And people were like, you need to stay and go to every game, you know? Yeah. I'm like, do I have that like Warriors Reddit luck? Because every game he's been to ever, they've won. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was thinking like because last year in the playoffs, uh, well in the regular season I would bet on the Warriors sometimes and you know the results kind of varied. But once the playoffs came around, I was like I'm not betting on them. I don't want to jinx it. All right, so <laughs> they won a championship that way. But it's kind of back to the same thing in a regular season where it's like whether I bet or not the results. I'm not. I don't influence the results. I bet and they won and I bet and they lost. <laughs> so I'm gonna just keep betting on them. Even though Clay, Clay cooked me last night, Clay cooked my power, my parlay. I needed him to get twenty five, but it's all right though. <laughs> I'd rather him not be a chucker and go for and go for twenty five inefficiently. So uh, I'd rather have the win. But <laughs> so Justin, y'all, he has like a fresh cut. Got his little man <laughs> bun going on. Got my man bun. So he got all like spiffy. For our recording. No, I don't think it was for me, but you know. <laughs> Since y'all can't like see us all the time, I like to report on like the comings and goings of what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but let's oh, get back to basketball. Let's get back to basketball. So Clay didn't light up the box score last night, but he played 
a good game. He played within the flow of the offense. He did good things, right? Yeah. Um, what did you like from from Clay last night? Um, didn't force too many shots. He only took fourteen shots. Uh, defensively, he was sound. You know, he got put on an island a few times with guys, and he, you know, I've felt extremely confident in his ability to stop those dudes. You know, at this point in his career, he just may be a big wing defender rather than like a quick guard or like even like yeah. one of those movement guys. Um, he did well on Scotty Barnes, on Siakam and stuff like that. So that just may be his role right now um, until, you know, maybe he can regain some of that quickness back to guard because he, he guarded Jalen Brown well in the finals in those last few games. So maybe he, he does have it still in the tank. Um, it just might have to be saved for the playoffs. But, yeah, move the ball. And he just did all all little things that he's supposed to do. He didn't force anything. And that's really all you can ask from Clay at this point. I'm just hope he understands that as long as he's doing that, then the team is in a much better place. He doesn't have to be the, you know, 60 points in a quarter, Clay, every single right. night. Just let the game come to him. And, you know, he's that good of a player that if he does that, he's going to have enough good performances to still – validate his claim as one of the best players in the league so yeah just good good sound performance from him he was not respected in that ringer ranking i don't remember where they had him but they had him like i want to say like in the 60s maybe yeah i think Um, those type of things bug him too that's why he's he has those games where he presses a lot because you know it started with the top 75 thing and just you know guys in the media not really respecting him a lot so i think it bugs him a lot but yeah, let's keep talking about like the individual players and kind of just talk about what's up with them over like the last two games and just, you know, the status of the team. So Draymond came out and hit three threes last night, right? But the game before, like, I don't know. So it's like, I thought like we were kind of getting back. Like, I know we're not going to ever have like Dre averaging 14 points a game, but I thought we started to kind of get back this season to a Dre who understand that he needs to do a little bit more on offense. And then like then the last couple of games before last night, he sort of like did that. I'm not doing anything on offense, like scoring. I shouldn't say, I'm not saying that he's not going to like, you know, mm-hmm. play, make and do other things, but he wasn't like, when I'm saying on offense, I'm specifically talking about him scoring and trying to like, you know, um, get some shots, whatever it is. And so, what, what do you think that is? Because I know oftentimes you're like, man, they're tired, overworked from having to do shit. And I'd be like, whatever, Justin. So, like, do you think it's that? I'm not saying that's the reason, but do you think it has mm-hmm. something to do with fatigue? Like, what is it that you think, like, makes him, like, on these, some of these games where he's just like... And, like, these were games we needed to win. So we can't say that they didn't matter, right? right. Um, so, like, what is that? Because it's annoying when he does it. I think it's matchups to be honest. I think he is a limited offensive player. He knows it. And if you play against a team with a decent rim protector, he's probably not going to get, you know, those easy layups or some of the driving layups that he could get against other teams, right? So, like, last night, um, I think he just got hot early with the threes. I think Pascal opened the game up with the three of his own. So, he was like, all right, fuck you. I'm going to hit my own three. And then they just kind of went back and forth for a little bit. But other than that, he got to the rim, and Toronto has guys with long arms and length, and they're athletic and stuff like that, but they're not, like, rim protectors, right? So he was just getting to the rim and just, you know, putting the ball, trying to make the layup, and they were going in sometimes. Whereas against Philly, they got Embiid, you know, down there. Um, 
uh, against Indiana. They got a lot of like bouncy type of rim protectors. You know, they got obviously Miles Turner, and then you got guys like uh, Jalen Smith, and um, they got another guy I'm forgetting, but I think uh, yeah Isaiah Jackson or something like that. They got guys that that can jump and block shots. So I think he just he's deterred easily by good rim protectors, which you know is probably the smart thing. But I can see how it can be a little bit annoying. Um, and then his other shot that he usually goes to is like that little floater in the paint. Again, if there's a good rim protector there, he's probably not going to get it off. So I think it's just matchup dependent. That's why against teams like Memphis, he doesn't look that great. And then against the Celtics, he didn't look that great in the playoffs as far as scoring because they got guys that can just block his shot at the rim. Um, whereas when he was a lot younger, he could finish with dunks a lot more often. And teams respected his three-point a little bit more. So he had like more driving lanes and cutting lanes and stuff like that. So. I think it's just going to be one of those things all season where if we run into a team that got a shot blocker, he's probably not going to score a lot. And if we run into a team like Utah that don't have any shot blockers really, other than like Walker Kessler come off the bench, he's going to run right past guys and get to the rim. So that's just what I see with Draymond at this point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Memphis annoys me. Like, I know, yeah. are they still number one? I know they took the number one spot and like uh, they, I, they, they were tough. dancing and being goofy. And I was just like, I hate this fucking team so much, yo. I, really- <laughs> <laughs> I think they might be tied with the Pelicans still. I think both of them and the Pelicans lost their last game. Um, no, no, they're, they're nope. up. They're, they're up. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Pelicans have lost three in a row quietly. Um, and the Pelicans, yeah, they were up. I thought they were going to beat Phoenix again. I'm like, how y'all lose that game? I need to be able to clown the Suns all the fucking time. Book went yeah. off though in that game. Yeah, Book dropped almost a 60-piece. The Grizzlies just lost to OKC without Shea, though. So, uh, the Grizzlies. That's always yeah. going to be what I'm going to say about them. Um, <laughs> I cannot stand that team. But anyway, we don't have to talk about them now. We'll be talking about them for Christmas Day. Good. I want us to somehow beat them. I don't, I just want us to beat them. I know it's going to be hard, but like if we can get Andrew back that day mm-hmm. and they really focus, I really think we have a chance to win that game. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they're not world beaters over there. Like it's going to have to be JP and Clay scoring, you know, hitting from the outside because Jaron has been on a tear defensively. So I don't, I'm not sure how many, Shots at the rim are going to be really available, but if they use their speed against Steven Adams, um, don't get killed on the glass, then they definitely got a shot. Um, yeah. It's going to have to be a big Joku game. That's a tall <laughs> pass, but you know That's what? That's a tall let's, pass for sure. Let's let's hold off because we're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna give y'all an episode after the Christmas game, but we're also gonna like preview it and get into that a little bit. So later this week. So let's save Justin's wisdom and insight until <laughs> then and keep y'all waiting and hanging on. Um, <laughs> um so they said three more games at a minimum before we get Andrew back. So that means Christmas Day. We're not gonna see him for this road trip, um, which was my fair. Um 
I really want Andrew back. And then, like, I don't know if I love that his first game back would be Christmas. I don't know how he'll be feeling, you know, but I really want him back. So I'm hoping we get him back for Christmas Day. What will having him back, like, if this team can remain healthy with everyone else without Steph, like, Mm -hmm. what kind of team are they realistically? Like, I'm not talking about, like, just at least staying at 500. But if this was the team without Steph and it was just these guys, like, are they like a playing team or are they worse than that? I mean, probably worse. The The league is so good at this point um, that they would probably be a playing team. I mean, below a playing team. But I do think they can hold just because the league, the, the season is so long. I think eventually they would just kind of like not have enough to be in the play in. But for this stretch of games without Steph, they can definitely hover around 500, maybe be a little bit above it. Um, because they got this homestand coming up, and it's a lot of bad teams in this uh, in this group coming up. But I think Andrew, what he brings is just bad in quotations because I feel like no teams are bad. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, we just saw. I mean, Orlando is on like a, a winning streak at this point. Right. Um, I think Charlotte just beat somebody they weren't supposed to beat the other night, and then uh, Detroit just was in a dog fight with the Nets last night. So even without Cade, so. Yeah, no, there are no easy wins as we've seen early in this season. But Andrew coming back just provides some more scoring. If he can keep his hot shooting up, that would be amazing because that's just more just consistent, efficient scoring right there. And then obviously defensively and what he brings athletically, um, he prevents so many plays from happening because of his length and his athleticism and that he can make so many plays on the other end as well. So he provides a, a huge punch. He's he's been playing like an all-star season. So gaining an all-star obviously just provides a ton of value for your team. Um, and like you said, that against rule Memphis, that they put in place is really whack. Like, did you see how they changed the voting for all-star and called it the Wiggins rule? No, that's crazy. What was it? What they was got it? rid of Twitter voting because they were like, because they they brought up the the group that like basically encouraged us to tweet <laughs> for him. Which, by the way. Andrew was getting a lot of votes before that. Like, before they actually did that tweet, he was Mm -hmm. leading Draymond. That's ridiculous. Dub Nation was just showing up for him. And I also think, like, you know, like, I I don't know, because I get, like, mixed opinions, but, like, he's from Canada. Like, maybe Canada was just voting for him. You know, like, some people say he's not liked over there, but other people like, nah, we fuck with, like, you know, Andrew over here. I mean, Drake... Mm names him in songs so you know i just you know and then it does isn't his shoe like a chinese shoe brand like doesn't he i want to say i want to say uh, yeah it might be so i'm just like people just might like him individually and was voting for him because honestly people keep saying like oh oh, oh yeah k-pop you know got him there but i'm like actually he was like having high vote totals before they even did that tweet and he was actually mm-hmm. always leading dre last year in the votes so, and he was playing at an all-star level and guys were hurt. So I don't understand. Right. It was outrageous. Just like K-pop. And I'm like, y'all already have parameters in place to prevent against that. That's why the media and the players vote. And even with that, like he would have still gotten it. So I thought that was so like crazy. Like, yeah. I don't think they, but like unofficially it's like the Wiggins rule. Like that's why they put it in place. So they've like eliminated Twitter voting. And I'm just like, listen, that is just so disrespectful to me. And I'm like, why do y'all want to ostracize the team that brings you the most fucking revenue and money? Like, that makes no sense to me. 
Yeah. The All-Star game is for the fans. And if the fans want to fucking see Andrew Wiggins, then let them see Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I don't even Who think he played you a ton. fucking people? Because now look at that. He came back this year and was playing well. So you're acting like it was some anomaly, like he shouldn't have been there. And then exactly. he, he belonged there. He belonged was- there. He f- he finished the season strong. He had one of the best playoff runs, um, you know, Second on the team. Second best player in the Celtics series, in the finals. Exactly. Like, outplayed really both Tatum and Brown, if you <laughs> if you think about it. And then came back this season and had an even better regular season so far. So I think he's validated his all-star uh selection many times over yeah so that's that's just ridiculous it's not like how they almost got zaza in that one time like that okay i understand people being upset about that but like this is a guy who's actually playing at the level he's supposed to be playing at to be an all-star so that's right, just kind which of is why weird. they put measures in place because of the zaza thing so you didn't right. need to add additional measures i think we're gonna go back to twitter voting next year because this shit is stupid because you're gonna also see like the vote totals go down overall in general mm-hmm. like you know and it's like it's kind of dope when you see like oh bronze staff eight million plus votes you know and like everyone was just like oh they're doing this like you know nike stuff and i'm like Steph is not going to be impacted by this Steph is going to still be the first or second top vote getter regardless so like this mm-hmm. doesn't hurt a player like Steph. it's just really fucked up to me andrew don't deserve yeah. that yeah there was some things going on last last season with like bots and stuff though but i think all players were not a lot of players were getting the benefit from bots i'm not gonna they were and i said something about that and then of course you know twitter loves me so they they ratioed me and they were just like oh oh (laughs) she's like calling this rigged and i'm just like son like the way that he caught up and then the fast stuff was like come on bro like what are we doing Yeah, so from that regard, I know who he is, but like Steph had a huge lead, and in a matter of like, he caught the lead and then surpassed him by like a lot. It just was funny. That's all. Right. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. There's still one more player I want to ask you about, so let's real quick get to him and then and break. But did you see anything from? Actually, there's two more players, so let's let's break there because I actually do want to ask you about two more guys, um, and then we can uh, I don't know talk about some more stuff. So, guys, we'll be back. It's Nat and Justin. We appreciate you for joining us. Stay tuned.